Hey, hey, welcome back to Mamas Have Special Needs 2. This is episode 84, when you aren't having the motherhood experience you wanted. Welcome to the Mamas Have Special Needs 2 podcast, where we are learning to thrive in and enjoy our lives again. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston. Let's go. All right, ladies, I'm just going to jump right in it today. This is a little bit of a tender topic because our motherhood is very, very closely knit to our identity. And it's a tender topic, especially if you are having an experience right now where it's not something you wanted. And it's coupled with confusion and grief and it's complex. And so I want to address some of those complexities today as I chat with you. And this is just a couple of the things that have gone through my mind. It will not really address this topic in its entirety because there are so many different aspects of it. But I'm interested to know at the end of all this, after you hear me share what I'm going to share, if there's more you want to hear about how I have learned to find peace in my mothering, even though it's not what I expected or necessarily what I originally wanted, then send me a message on uh, Facebook. Leave me a comment there in the podcast comments. Um, You can also, we have in the link of, um, in the show notes, you'll find a link to my free Facebook page that I host and I give a bunch of additional helps there. And it's a really great group of women and a lot of really great things that can help you along this journey. And it's free. So like, why not? Come on. When it comes to experiencing peace in motherhood, a huge thing that holds people back is how to deal with the unexpected loss and grief that can accompany the unmet expectation. Like when you expect to have a healthy, typically developing child and that expectation isn't met. Like how, how do you deal with that? You know, people are sad about the loss, but they still love their child and they're still struggling to feel at peace with where they're at, which... I mean, this actually makes a lot of sense in many ways. But here's the thing. Many times, the motherhood experience that we actually want, like at its core on a deep level, is the motherhood experience that we are actually having. It just doesn't look the way that we thought it would look, so we miss it. I want to share some of the thoughts and feelings that I experienced as we were just starting out on this special needs journey with my daughter. Here are some of the things that I wrote down. I feel like the motherhood experience I wanted was taken from me. I feel like I was given a situation that I didn't want without any choice in the matter. I feel also like it was possibly my fault. I feel conflicted. I feel grief. I feel loss. I love my kids and I work hard to take care of my kids. I put a lot of things on hold to meet their needs. And it is what I want to be doing, but it's not all 
that I want to be doing, and it isn't completely how I want to be doing it. I still wish things were different. I'm still sad that I'm not experiencing regular conversation with my kids using words. I'm sad that I'm not teaching them things that are appropriate for their age. I'm sad that I'm not learning to ski or dance together with them. I'm sad that we're having birthday parties for them where they don't understand the concept of a birthday, friends, or celebration. I'm still sad that we can't all go to and enjoy and understand the experience of Disneyland together. And I feel awful that I feel this way. I don't want my kids to think that they aren't enough as they are. And I don't want them to see me looking towards them and feeling sad for them. Sad for what they're missing and sad for what I'm feeling. But how do I handle this? How do I honestly process my feelings of loss and grief without my kiddos feeling like they aren't enough for their mom? So if you have had or are having thoughts and feelings like this that I have had before, I want you to know a few things. First, I want to tell you that these feelings that you're having are normal, natural, and healthy. Humans grieve when they experience loss. They wish for their expectations of the future to be met. They struggle to accept when what is presently in front of them doesn't meet that expectation. And when they don't allow themselves to grieve and process their grief, they build up resentment, regret, and anger. Okay, this is all normal. And the truth is, is that your brain is trying to avoid the pain of your grief by changing or fixing your current circumstance or situation or, or trying to avoid it by, by busying yourself with other things, right? And for, for me, at the time, it was very easy for me to just get busy and try to help my daughter, going to all those doctor, points, doctor appointments and therapy appointments and what have you, and trying to figure out what I could do for her was a very easy way to ignore my grief and to even shame myself for feeling grief at all, right? Because I, I still had my child. She was still there. She wasn't dead. But it did feel like, it's like a great loss. And as I was going through all of the steps of doctor's appointments and um, therapies and, and filling out the endless amount of paperwork that kept asking me about the pain point, like asking me about the painful experiences I was having. How is she struggling? Where is she failing? What are you doing or not doing? Like it was, it kept hitting that, that loss and resentment started to build and regret and anger. And I was trying to avoid it by being super busy, trying to prove to myself that I could fix it. Right. And although this is normal and natural to want to fix it or get rid of the special needs or avoid the pain and loss that you're feeling, when you do that, it keeps you stuck in grief and it makes us miss the experiences that are right in front of us. And I don't mean it makes us miss the hard experiences that are in front of us. I mean, it, it can do that. 
but it definitely makes us miss the wonderful things that are also happening right in front of us because they are there. So let's talk just for a minute about what is creating that feeling of loss. The cause of your grief is the loss of an expectation being met. So in the brain, pain can often be equated to death of some kind, right? Pain can lead to death. On a primitive level, that's how our brain works. So the brain's job is to keep you alive. So the brain does what it can to keep you out of or away from pain. When you are in pain of any form, what the brain does is it starts to suggest things to you to get rid of that pain, how you can get rid of it. And these suggestions show up in the form of thoughts. When you have a thought like, I wish my child didn't have this disability. Or when you think, I wish I didn't even have this child. This does not mean that you are an awful person. This does not mean that you were never meant to be a mother. What this means is that your brain is trying to do its job. It's trying to get you out of pain. And it's doing that by suggesting to you ways that you can get rid of the pain because the pain is associated with the loss of the child you thought you would have, the mothering experience you thought you would have. And so it makes sense to the brain to go, well, just get rid of the special need, get rid of the disability, get rid of the diagnosis. And if that's not possible, maybe even wish that the child just wasn't there, get rid of the child, or hope that the child just passes away. Okay, I know that these can feel like very morbid things that I'm saying, but these are things that we are all really thinking. Maybe not all of us, but they are things that many of us do experience. They do cross our minds. And I want you to know that it's because your brain is doing its job, not because you're a bad person, not because you were never meant to be a mother, not because you're a bad mother. Okay. Now I want to step in for a minute because what the brain is essentially doing is it's going, Hey, if you get rid of these issues, these things that are preventing you from meeting the expectation that you thought you would have of the future, right? From having a typically developing child. If we can, if we can fix this, then you will all feel better. You'll feel better, you won't have any pain, and life will be great. But what I also want to bring to your awareness is that this is not actually true. And we can know that this isn't true because even mothers without children that have special needs experience the pain of unmet expectations when it comes to what they thought motherhood would be like they still experience pain and sadness and guilt. And it could be because their child is a lot more strong-willed than they thought they would be. Or they thought their child would, would tend towards really loving books because they love books. Or really loving theater because they love theater. Or really be into football or... Um, you know, anything else. We, we tend, and we don't realize it, but we tend to have this 
story in our mind of what our child will be like and what it will be like for us raising that child and what kinds of things we'll get to experience when we raise that child. And so this isn't just necessarily a problem that we experience as special need moms. Um, it's, a, it's more broad and widespread than that. But what I've noticed is that we tend to have heavier thoughts about it, which create um, a lot more excessive pain. And the loss is bigger and is more. And then we pile on things like feeling excessively guilty for feeling grief about it. So I want to invite you to rethink the conclusions that you've made about yourself and the expectations that you've held for what it would be like for you when you were a mom and what you would experience and what your kids would be like. Because it's holding on to that expectation and constantly seeing that it's not being met that is causing the pain. So if you can get yourself to loosen up on those thoughts and those expectations a little bit, you're going to start to feel some relief. I also want to extend an invitation that as you're creating a space of compassion for yourself and your own humanity and feeling loss and knowing that that's okay and grieving and knowing that that's okay and that doesn't mean anything bad about you, that you will extend that same kind of compassion to other mothers. When you're in your Facebook groups, your Instagram, your other online social media groups or local groups or in your church or just with friends and other special need mamas and you hear them saying things like this, like, I wish that my child's disability would go away. I wish that we didn't have this diagnosis in my life. I wish they didn't have it. Or even I wish... I didn't have my child. Life would be so much easier. Please extend some compassion to them and understand that all this is, is their brain trying to get them out of pain because they're in deep pain right now. And that we can build our community of support, the support that you want and I want and other moms like us want, by extending compassion and not criticism when we hear these kinds of things. Right, because what you're witnessing is the brain doing its job. Now, I do want to say that even though that can sound very mathematical, just because you understand what the brain is doing doesn't necessarily mean that the pain will go away. It just helps us to understand that this isn't because you're an awful person or because she's not an awful mother or because she was never meant to be one or you were never meant to be one, right? None of that is true at all. So I want to offer that you step into some compassion for yourself and step into some compassion for other mothers that are really struggling with this right now. So now let's talk about how grief and loss are keeping you stuck and how they're keeping you from enjoying the motherhood experience that you do have. 
So there are a few prominent reasons why grief keeps you stuck. And those are because you're either burying it and not processing it, or because you're hyper-focusing on it without integrating it. Today, I'm just going to focus on the second reason, the hyper-focusing and not integrating. If you're interested in getting help with the first reason, with because you're struggling with burying it or not processing it, reach out to me through the email that I'm going to put in the show notes. And I'll see if we're a good fit to work together and if I can help you in your situation. Okay, so I want to illustrate this struggle of hyper-focusing and not integrating through a little story. So let's get a little imaginative together, shall we? Let's pretend that there is a lady named Alice and she's driving down a major highway with a lot of exits on it. Alice is headed to a theme park. Alice loves theme parks and has been planning to visit this specific theme park for quite some time now. Her exit is coming up in the next few miles. Her exit is exit seven. And according to the directions in order to get to the theme park, this exit is the only one that can get her to this specific theme park that she's trying to get to. There's no other exits and there's no other back roads to get her there. She passes exit five, then exit six. And as Alice comes up to exit seven, she notices a huge blockade across the exit and a sign that says, no exit. As she looks around, and sees that there's no other way of getting off at this exit, she has to keep driving. Alice feels a huge wave of sadness flood over her, which is then followed by disappointment and anger and resentment. And as she cycles through these emotions, she picks up her phone, calls a good friend, and starts to vent about how unfair this is. She's been planning this trip for a long time, and she expected to be able to get there and have all the experiences that were promised to those that attend this theme park. And now it's just gone. So she spends the next little while thinking about, talking about, and getting worked up about the fact that this opportunity was stolen from her. The only possible way to that theme park was blocked, and now she's missing out on that experience that she was planning for so long. All the while... There are all these other exits that actually lead to a lot of other theme parks that offer parallel experiences to the one that Alice would have gotten at the theme park on exit seven. But she was so busy looking back at the exit she missed that she kept missing other opportunities to go to other theme parks and still have the experience that she wanted. Oftentimes, we can be like Alice. We get so focused on what we're missing that we don't realize that we can actually still have the essence of the experience that we wanted, even though it's not the way that we expected it. Alice can still go to a theme park. She can still ride the roller coasters and get those butterflies in her stomach. And who knows, she might even find a more grand roller coaster than the ones that she was planning to go see. This aspect of grief works in a similar way. When we realize that we can still experience the essence of what we wanted in motherhood and are open to experiencing it in another way than what we originally planned, then we can lessen the loss that we feel. 
perhaps even let it all go. We can let go of our sadness of missing out. Because what we realize is that we aren't actually missing out at all. The core of what we want as mothers is still there and still available if we are willing to let go of what we think it should look like. So I want to offer to you a little exercise that I did that can loosen this up a little bit for you. I want you to ask yourself, what are the core things that I want to do or be as a mother? Let me share with you some of mine. I want to have children, to care for those children, to help those children develop, to play with those children, to enjoy those children, to teach them, to feel love and joy over them and with them. I want to be with them and support them in their times of struggle. I want to be a part of their life stories. As I've redirected my focus from the blocked exit seven to the other exits that are available to me, I've realized that I am already experiencing these things. I have children. I am a part of their story. As I've redirected my focus from the blocked exit seven to the other exits available to me, and I've actually taken one of those exits, I've realized that I'm already experiencing these things. I was actually experiencing them in the past as well. I just didn't realize it. I was a part of my daughter's story. I was there for her when she was struggling. I was struggling right along with her. I felt joy for her wins. I felt sadness for her losses. I've still been teaching her and enjoying her learning, even though it's not at the same speed as other kids. I have her and I get to care for her and help her just like I do my typically developing older son and my younger autistic son. I am actually experiencing all of the things I wanted to experience and more, not just more in a hard way, but more in an unexpectedly pleasant way. Many times the motherhood experience we actually want on a deep level is the motherhood experience that we have already. It just doesn't look the way that we thought it would. So that's what I want to leave you ladies with today, that many times the motherhood experience that we actually want at its core on a deep level is the motherhood experience that we already have. It just doesn't look the way that we thought it would. If you like what you're hearing, join me in the Mamas Have Special Needs 2 private Facebook group, where we take a deeper dive into these concepts, apply them, and offer personalized help. Link to apply is in the show notes. And please leave this podcast a five-star review so more mamas like you and me can find it. Thank you for letting me serve you today. And until next time, 
Take care. Take care.